everyone, and welcome back to Loud. I'm your host, Natalia Vargas, and we are back in Los Angeles, California. If you hear a little raspiness, it's because your girl just came back from Coachella. Super basic. Um, today's guest is going to move you literally and figuratively. She is a professional dancer and a mental health advocate. Hell yeah, she does it all. You can see her touring nationally and now internationally in concerts, festivals such as Baja Beach Fest, Vibra Urbana Fest, iHeartRadio's Fiesta Latina, and if that wasn't enough, Homegirl is also in a lot of music videos with Chris Brown, Young Blue, 2 Chains. Oh my god, I am out of breath just giving you her bio. And most recently, she has just come back from an international tour where Mariah Angelique, seriously, what a fucking powerhouse. Without further ado, welcome to the travel studio, Stephanie Jones. Hello. Yay. Hello, hello. I'm so excited <laughs> to be at your house. It's hella cozy in here. She has candles, lighting, everything matches. It's so aesthetically pleasing. We have the tone is set for freaking sure. I am so excited to have you here. You are a busy bee, so look at me. I'm catching you between countries. She just came back from Europe, and she's literally going to go to Peru, my homeland, and Mexico this weekend. It is kind of insane, and if I sound crazy or if I just get stuck like Chuck, just bear with me. (laughs) I'm just still, like, adjusting to, like, life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, are you still jet-lagged? I'm working my way, like, I think out of that, like, weird fog. It's like, I like to call it this, like, mental fog. It's the best way that I can put it. Luckily, like, not sleeping at weird times or waking up at weird times. Yeah. But, like, it's like this weird fogginess. And it's almost like I'm forgetful and stuff like that. So that hasn't fully gone away. If it makes me feel better, I'm the same way. But that's just because I decided to party all weekend. <laughs> so different. Hey, that makes two of us, though. Because honestly, flavor. listen, I'm just be trying to hang nowadays. <laughs> I just need to be trying to hang. Ugh. Yeah. But you're here. You look great. The Islander is on fleek. I feel like I can ski off of it. <laughs> so let's start by introducing yourself and tell the audience, who are you? What do you do? Give us the tea. That is such a complex question, but my name is Stephanie Jones. I'm from Puerto Rico originally, <laughs> but I was raised in L.A., so I do fully rep both. I feel like I can't leave L.A. outside of that because this has been my home and this is where I was raised. And so I want to say I'm like a beautiful combination of the both. And aside from that, a dancer, a mental health advocate for sure. I think yeah. that's some uh, something that's easily forgotten when, you know, you're dancing and you're doing other things like that. That gets more of the like attention, obviously, than, yeah, you course. know, something that is true to and in importance to me, I want to say this is what I studied and I love it. And I don't want to really deviate from that. Yeah. And that's why anytime I have a chance to speak, I will always say it. I will always bring it up and you will get as much as you want when it comes to that, because I love to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, we love mental health stuff here in Loud Podcast. So you better believe I'm going to squeeze that out of you. It's coming. <laughs> squeeze is it's coming. coming. <laughs> Um, but first of all, you just came back from an international tour. Ooh, Tell me about your tour. God. Mariah. 
It was amazing. She's How'd you get that gig? First of all, she's an amazing, super talented, very young, talented human being. Yeah. Honestly, I think when you even just look at what she's done in just, you know, the past few years, I mean, she's like skyrocketed and continues to do so. And she like sets the bar higher every single time. And I think being a part of this tour for me was truly humbling for that reason, because I think I was able to learn so much about myself as a dancer, um, just about so many different things in general and just how to like jump on it and just adjust on the spot. Nine hour difference was like what we were working with from the get go. We were there for a month. And so we just had to do the most and just stay on top of it. And your body like kind of like goes with it. It like goes into like adrenaline rush. And then you kind of crash at the end, which is exactly what happened. I was like hanging on by a thread, literally. I can't imagine, especially going from country to country, like all the time differences. You're just like, you finish a show and then you just get on a plane. People really glamorize touring because it looks so sick. (sighs) But the reality is like for any artist, like it is exhausting, especially when you're going international. Yes. And so. I think the behind the scenes and I love that you said glamorized because I want to say we had it as glamorized as possible. Most dancers are touring on a bus, which means that they're in this huge mega bus like sleeping in these little like small cot things, oh, which no. if you ask me, like I'm super claustrophobic. I could not. Um, also, we, a bitch is not 21 anymore. Li- listen, between my back, I was already, I was, I was complaining about my back and we were in hotels, okay? I was complaining about my back and the whole shenanigans and the traveling, but you don't take into consideration unless you're, it's happening to you and your body's experiencing it what it does to your body so as beautiful of an experience and great as it looks on the outside which it is yeah it is you you know show them some love when you got family members that are dancers and just you know approach them with grace because they've put their body and their mental health and everything through the ringer to make these shows happen and that's important to know no for sure also the adrenaline thing it's (sighs) pretty wild I just did a show on Thursday, not to make it all about me, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I actually have asthma and I was sick the week before, <gasps> so I was having like an asthma <gasps> attack before I went on the stage and I forgot my inhaler because I'm a dumb bitch. Uh, but as soon as I got on, on the stage, I like felt my throat like open up and I was like, oh, let's go. Like, Isn't and I just adrenaline, which is so crazy, honestly, right? Which is honestly the scariest thing because having asthma, once that wheeziness kicks in, girl, you're like, I I'm was, in a bad shape because wheeziness goes zero to a thousand and then you're like, <laughs> yeah, I was wheezing like all before and then I was like, fuck, where's my inhaler? But I was like, well, I can't exactly dip now, but it's, adrenaline is a powerful thing. It like, it gives you like all this energy and, you're and then when you're okay? done, yeah, like the whole like show, I like did it, like it like, the adrenaline just kicked in and like cured me for a second and then i was done and then i was like <laughs> so it was crazy the real question crazy is home. where was the inhaler at home oh dead ass at home no oh. <laughs> god it should never first of all it should never i know i mean I'm who dumb. am i talking to? i don't even think i brought it on tour yeah jesus you forget, christ you forget listen but i got all my coachella outfits with my inhaler <laughs> <laughs> It's actually horrible, but I'm yeah. glad you survived. I, I made it. Okay. Now, enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, how did you become a dancer? And also, what genre of music did you fall in love with first? What started your mm. love journey? 
Wow. Well, God, and I think I've said this before. I started dancing in my living room. It's it actually sounds so cliche because I feel like everyone says that now. But like I literally did at the time the webcam had just launched, you know, on those big fat desktops. And oh, so shit. when you used to have this little webcam that used to like little ball that used to like sit on top of your right, huge right. chunky yeah. thing. And We're I thought old. when my mom like brought that home, I was like, what is that? And like my little weird self, like when she would go off to work and I'd be home alone, I would just play music from Shakira, like literally oh, random, random. Cause my, I think my influence, my influence in music and what I liked came from my mom for sure. Yeah. And so a lot of the albums that she had, I would just like play and literally record myself freestyling. <laughs> and now that I think about it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, but why? And I used to get thoroughly into it so much so that my mom accidentally came across these videos and she's like, oh, like, I'll put you in dance classes if this is what you like to do. But at first she was like, whoa, what's going on over here? Because I would like turn around and pretend I'm like taking off my shirt. And it was kind of... You were the original OnlyFans. God damn. I was like, why though? And I don't know why I also thought that like only I would see them. My mom was like, they're fully saved in the computer. Yeah, they're fully saved on the computer. She's over there like <laughs> studying. Yeah, she's going to school at the time. And she was like, what in the world? Mind you, I had so many. So that's kind of where it started, I guess. Sheesh. Yeah, okay. So you were just like, you were like, I want to dance. I want to look like Shakira. Yeah, it, it definitely took off, obviously, once I like got into a studio and like had to learn actual choreography. It was of different, course. right? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't freestyling in front. I was like, and other girls were there. And that was different for me. And it was exciting, but, like, I liked it, and I liked the challenge, so it was yeah. kind of, like, where it all began. How old were you? Oh, shoot. I started really young, but I want to say, like, five, six. Oh, so, yeah, you were you were really young. I was really young, and then, luckily, I was able to, like, make my way into, like, older girl classes because I was a little bit taller, and then I was able to keep up a little bit, so. Yeah, okay, that's helped. awesome. So what do you think it's the most important characteristic for a dancer to have, if there is one at all? I think there is, and this is going to sound so vague, but there's layers to it, I promise. We love an onion. One, I want to say, is trusting yourself. What do you mean by that? Trusting yourself, I feel like this has been like an ongoing journey for me because as you come across different circumstances, different training environments, different people, different choreographers, it's easy to want to mold into either what you think others want you to be or what your mentor may want you to be. Huh. So trusting what you really want to do, what your goal is, where you see yourself, not where this choreographer that's pouring into you, as much as you may love them, yeah. sometimes that may not be what it is for you. And then two, self-confidence. Yeah. Because I promise you will feel unstoppable with just trusting yourself and having self-confidence because the industry will make you doubt those very, very simple things. Yeah. But I was going to say with trusting yourself, you know, I've heard from some dancer friends Mm -hmm. that because obviously sometimes dancing can be a little subjective, right? Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with like coaches that are like, no, you're trash, but you're like, but that's my style. Like I like to move my hip this way because they'll correct you, right? Like, is that something that happens at all? This is an interesting question because it's like a yes and no answer because it's like, and I think it depends on the circumstance, right? Like if you're doing a showcase or if you're, if the move needs to be this exact movement for either a show 
a music video, some sort of performance, and I understand that. Right. Right? There's a level to where you can put your own zhuzh to it. Yeah. And not change it. Changing the choreography when it's, you need to be in sync, then at that point, obviously. Right. Okay. You have to know know how to take that note. But when you're in class and someone's telling you and you're just exploring your body and right in that environment, I don't think it's appropriate. So I do think your environment matters. Okay. Mm-hmm. So performance versus like more like freestyle, like adding your own flavor Absolutely. To like that's what freestyles are for is for you to showcase how you want to like, oh, well, yeah, I did the moves this way and this is what you taught in class. But like this is what I like. This is how I express myself and this is me. Yeah. So technically that's how it goes (laughs) (laughs) so since we just talked about like some of the characteristics the dancers should have how would you describe your personality then and how that meshes together with dancing man what makes you like fit into that world i guess it's it's literally been like a, a foot in and foot out just my own journey um and this is why i'm able to say now those characteristics are important is because I just found that out not too long ago. <laughs> really? And the reason why I say that is because it's so easy to get lost in the sauce. You're in the mecca of like dance, of dancing, of booking stuff. It's L.A. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like you're in rooms with like all stars and it's just like my own personal like characteristic. And I feel like self-confidence for me has been a learning journey and I feel like that's something now that I will continue to remind myself yeah because possessing it will give you the most power ever it doesn't matter you come to realize it really doesn't matter yeah how many all-stars are in the room you are rubbing elbows so like you know what I'm saying it really doesn't matter those things don't matter but again it's so easy to get lost in the sauce because you just have to not count yourself out man yeah, but how do you, so how are you, like, this is tough because with dancing, mm-hmm. you're in a room full of, like, amazing people, and this kind of goes into my next question. You do take a lot of classes in some of LA's most iconic studios, like Playground LA and Fusion Force. How do you keep your confidence when you're surrounded by all those people? And obviously, I know that you should never compare yourself to other people, but you are surrounded by, you know, all this talent. Do you think that, can create a negative environment or is it a powerful one when you're inspired it's both it is both and and i think they like exist simultaneously and your approach to that yeah can make or break so my my approach is literally like i acknowledge it i'm not gonna ignore there's amazing people that's like no shit it's a given you see it you feel it right some people really move you like you feel like almost emotional because you're like wow their interpretation is like beautiful off the chain um for me it's acknowledging that but that has nothing to do with me as a person it has nothing to do with what my execution will be like yeah, you get moments where you're like, holy shit, you know what I'm saying? Or it's like sometimes you're with seeing people that you've like seen, you know, like book amazing things or like, you know, things like that sort. But I think it's, a, it's important to always reel it back in yeah, and to remember why you're there. At the end of the day, I always remind myself like, one, I'm here to train. Yeah. And two, it's not about getting a fancy video to post on Instagram. This is not what <laughs> like, that's not what my goal is. Yeah. And that's no shade to the person that just wants to go to class for that. Yeah. Um. So I acknowledge the room. 
I keep myself like well aware of what's going on, but I have to remain focused. So for me, whatever I have to do to check back in with myself to maintain that focus, sometimes you lose it. You know what I'm saying? So you have to yeah. recheck back in with yourself like, OK, girl, you Don't got this. Her. Like, yeah. get it together. You know, sometimes people aren't that nice. I'm going to be real. Sometimes people, yeah. um, you know, sometimes their energy is overwhelming because they're not nice and you would want them to be, you know? Yeah. <laughs> because at the end of the day, you all share it that common goal of like loving to dance so it's like right so why 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 is this the vibe you know like it makes you wonder yeah but at the end of the day it's not about their energy and i've realized i've learned this the hard way i used to feed into it i used to mess me up used to get me tripped (laughs) up yeah like now i'm like cool if that's that's where you're at i'm sorry to hear that but like i gotta keep it pushing i do i it's you will it's a disservice to myself to let me get distracted by your energy that's just it yeah and you know obviously when you go to these studios you're all learning the same choreography Mm -hmm. how do you as a dancer make it your own because you're talking about how like some people make you feel different yeah emotions that really is a thing like it's your presence and i think it's not about making it a thing like you already have your own presence and this is what has people fucked up like you already yeah. have that you don't have to search for it you just have to yank it out of you interesting that's it so like people keep sometimes people want to make themselves interesting and like i'm not saying this in a weird way yeah it's just like it's already there just fine-tune it you know what i'm saying you are i i will all already interpret the dance different than you are we're two different people right so just fine tune it. So make it to where you're executing the steps and you're also looking like you. You're not just looking like this dry robot that's just executing. Copying like yeah. the dancer. Allow that to come through, but make smart choices. Don't yeah. distort the freaking choreography just to, to be make you. It, yeah. Yeah. Because then you're not really like following along. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've always wondered like, how do you decide? Because sometimes you'll see a dancer and like they'll dance a little bit different. Like, how do you decide? Oh, I'm going to do that instead. You want to know what's funny? That that's also part of being a smart dancer. Like, you have to know when to make that choice. It's not about... And, like, you know when sometimes you'll see someone and they hit a certain, you know... Some a beat that you didn't really ever pay attention to in a song. Yeah. You're like, damn, that was dope. Like was I never cool. paid attention yeah. to that, right? And they enhance that moment for you. That yeah. was a smart choice because it's something that they brought to your attention that you never noticed. Exactly. And sometimes be people doing the random, the randomness of the randomness, <laughs> and you're like, mm, maybe like, not the time. Yeah. So that's the thing. That's also part of your training and your experience and knowing when to do it. So it's not about doing it all the time. That's fascinating. That also comes with time. It comes with trusting yourself and now you have a different interpretation of musicality you have a different interpretation of self-confidence so now you know cool let me hit this little kink kink because (laughs) it makes sense to yeah do you know what i'm saying i'm not just gonna yank this out my butt and just try to be cool because (laughs) funny enough dancing is so transparent you know when something doesn't hit and that's not cute yeah (laughs) it's never cute you're You're just like like, oh it's cringy yeah you know So how do you feel then when you're dancing? Is it like euphoric? Do you get lost in the sauce? Like, how do you feel when you're dancing? It's so funny. And I feel like I've many dancers say this is a blackout moment. When the camera's in front of you, it's a blackout moment. Sometimes you don't even remember what happens. You just go into it. But it's always an adrenaline. And for me, it's always that. Regardless of how comfortable I am, I will always have that rush of like, Ooh, here comes time to execute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because 
at the end of the day, when it comes time for filming, more eyes are on you, right? This is a moment where people will look at you because they want to see what your performance is like and see what they can take from it sometimes. Yeah. So there's a lot of pressure there. So I want to say I feel so many different things at the same time. The nerves are always there for me. Adrenaline for sure. Even Excitement. Now, after all these years. Heck yeah, which is so weird. You can be on stage and be killing it, but be in a room, you know, but it's a lot more intimate. You know, you have people that are dancers looking at you. That's a different so thing like, to have know. dancers looking know, at you. To me, I'm like, whoa, holy shit. Hey, listen, <laughs> I'm not trying to say that the audience don't be knowing, but sometimes I'm just like, they know, you know, they'll know if your ankle is like not strong. They know if you should appoint it there. Or they, they, they know if like it's the ins and outs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They know if your transitions aren't smooth or if that's something you need to work on. So it's it's pressure for those reasons. And I think that's why dancers that are just coming in to the world, um, they're realizing that that's that's where a lot of the pressure comes in, aside from a camera being dead front in your face. But that's part of the job. Yeah. Cameras will be in your face. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. Wow. What a what a crazy just rush of emotions. And also to deal with all those emotions and then also performing and then also dancing and then also the camera and then also the people. We love it's to so put much. ourselves through the ringer. <laughs> much happening right now funny you're killing it you look so confident when you're dancing so i'm gonna transition into something a little bit different you are puerto ricana so what does puerto rico mean to you because you were raised in la yeah to me you know where i'm from was always a really huge huge and important part of just me yeah um i think that i'm very proud of being puerto ricana i feel like i get the common like well what are you doing on the west coast you know there's not many of you guys out here yeah and like it's very much that i understand that you know you have so many different times of uh types of latinos in this area and i think it makes me embrace my own culture even more because it makes me realize the differences but also the similarities so for me it's always being super super proud but not only that but realizing that mixing that with my unique twist of being raised in LA is an interesting mix that I used to feel so self-conscious about and now I'm like why like embrace both you can have both yeah you know what advice would you give to a member of your community that's kind of struggling between like representing both cultures because this is something that when I migrated to the U.S., I definitely struggled with because I was like, do I have to be more white? Do I have to be Peruvian? Am I too Peruvian? Am I too little? And it's such a tough thing because sometimes I do feel like I'm not like Latina enough for my Latina friends or not like or I don't know. It's just, it's a very weird thing to navigate. I actually I love that you say that because everything you just mentioned is literally what I've felt. And it's interesting that you've even experienced it in that way because that's literally me it's like you have people back home right you're you're usually split into the like are you from the island aka do you live on the island are you that kind of puerto rican are you from the states so there's already that you're either from the states or you're living on the island yeah and that's already two separate things and then it's like being mixed in and you come to a big city you know so it's just like for me it wasn't always um I came here and then my mom was like, she realized, she's like, oh, you're speaking a lot of English. You speak Spanish at home. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah. And I'm glad. I'm glad now because now as an adult, I even see how some other Latinos 
alienate Latinos Latinos. that don't speak Spanish. So that's even a thing. So it's like not even a thing to like be from a certain place and then be raised somewhere else in the States. It's like, well, if you don't speak Spanish, you ain't Latino enough. It's 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 so so many things. And for me, at first, I used to just be like, wow, I love being from Puerto Rico. I'm from Puerto Rico because my mom was like, be proud, be this, be that. I'm like, yeah, correct. Yes, of course, always. But I didn't understand my place with like being raised in LA because LA is a very interesting place. It's right. it's an interesting place to be raised. Yeah. Because people come here. It's a melting pot. This is where people come to like achieve their dreams. So right. I'm actually a native, the closest thing to a native as you're going to get, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So for me, it was always very confusing. And when it comes to representation specifically, I hate to say it in this way, but it's very true. Um, especially when it comes to the industry, regardless if you are raised in L.A., my ethnicity, I'm from Puerto Rico. So yeah. I will always be the Hispanic girl. Right. And in the industry, in the world of dance and entertainment in general, it's that. So there's like a hyper focus on that. And so there's this thing, I hate to say it, like they they expect me to pop out in like with my big curly hair and red lipstick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm like, saying. Hola, I don't even know. Where, like, estás? first yeah. of all, I'm like, where'd the red lipstick come from? And yeah. I think everybody just re- refers to Selena, and I'm like, wait, hold on, yeah, back up. Um, they expect the like. Uh. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the thing is like, and it's interesting because like, they expect you to be very much Latina. Yeah, and, like, or like you're like the token Latina. So yes. accordingly like a Latina. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, but I'm also both. So that's the thing that bothers me till this day is that, yeah, like I am the Latina person in the group. And that's definitely part of who I am. But at the same time, I was also raised in the United States. Yeah. I'm very much American, too. I've, I also have white friends or I do, quote unquote, white people things. Like, I don't know. Like It is so weird. And I hate to be labeled as either or or not yeah. too much, not too little. Absolutely. I'm just fucking Natalia, bitch. I don't know. That, like It's that for me. And I just feel like being like put in a box and i just feel like it's easier for people and it's easier for people to digest you sometimes when they think oh you're this you're you know you're my latina friend so i can you know sometimes that comes with expectations which is so (laughs) weird it's like what do you want me to be like come into a room like oh my god or like you know just you know like you're expected to be like the life over the party like what if i was super introverted like i don't know like not that or like the whole like like if I meet a guy that also you're crazy, honey. It's like, oh, how do you my. know? Oh, First of all, a little. But how do you First know? First off, yeah. if I tell you, like, yeah. say that I'm Puerto Rican, it's like <laughs> the classic, okay? And like, you think I'm going to slap you or Girl, something? It's like, the classic, <laughs> oh, you're spicy. It's like, First of all, what in the world does that even mean? Or two, the classic, oh, that's so exotic. Oh, I didn't know I'd turn into a fucking exotic animal. <laughs> I didn't know I was a chinchilla. Like, it's just so on? weird to me because I'm like, what is exotic about an ethnicity? That's like actually right. kind of rude. And then two, it's just like the expectations are out of this world of like what being Latina is like. And right. the industry emphasizes that because... If you're Hispanic, you, that's what you have to like bank on. And that's something that resonated with me. I did like a open mic that was for comedians in LA and, um, the host, she was black and Mm -hmm. it was me. And then this other girl, she was black and she actually talked to us like separately. And Mm -hmm. she was like, so she was like, you're Latina, 
you're a black uh, you're a black woman here in the U.S. and a comic. And then she was just like, so people are going to expect you to tap into your Latina stereotypes. They're going to expect Latina jokes. They're going to expect black people jokes. They're going to expect the accent. They're going to expect that. So they were like, if you want to make it as a comic, you have to be, you can do that. She's like, that's fine. That's your experience. If that's your experience, cool. Yeah. But you have to be that and. Isn't that crazy? Because that's who, because she was like, because you are a lot more than what you look like on stage. And that really resonated with me. And I was like, you're right. You're so funny that you've experienced that in doing comedy because it's the exact same thing in the dance world. It's, I mean, for God's sakes, when we're auditioning, you get split up into like what ethnicity you are. That's even really, it's called typecasting. It's an actual thing. You know, it's like, this is where you fit in and out of X, Y, and Z Latinas, which one, what kind am I looking for? It makes it easier for them to to see what they're looking for, which I get. Yeah. But like, it's very much that. And so sometimes, not sometimes, I think 99.9% of the time, I will have to sell myself as the Latina. And right. my chances of getting something that fits the script are higher. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things. And it's like, but just like you said, I like to think that like I am the Latina and dot dot dot. It's not because that's just... what you are. You're you are Latina, of course. I'm very proud to be Latina. I love yeah. it. But I'm also so much more than that, and I'm yeah. very uh, dynamic. Like it's crazy, but it's funny how people just they really want to put you in like this yeah. one category. I mean, sometimes they're surprised. They're like, "Where's your accent?" And I'm like, "Jesus Christ, why are we all, why are we all gonna have an accent?" <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, "What the heck?" People's expectations are a little odd. Yeah, sometimes. well, and then. You know, I did see a TED Talk with uh, America Ferreira where she talks about how, like, her identity as a Latina was an obstacle for a long time, like, in her acting career. And she says that, like, for years and years, she would only get callbacks for roles that were, quote-unquote, for Latinas or, like, roles that represented, like, stereotypes of Latinas experience. You're the pregnant teenager, like, you know, the classic, whatever. Like, you're the girl from the hood. So I was going to ask, you know, do you think now, obviously we're starting to see a little bit more representation as Latinas, do you kind of think that our ability to tell our own stories through art can create more opportunities for us that are more diverse, I guess? Well, the thing I am seeing is that there's a more real representation around it and i think there's like this huge wave of like you know latina representation which i'm totally fine with but i feel like it's 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 a little bit more raw and i appreciate that because it's yeah. not just the gold hoops and the this and the that and, and the accent or and the, like the chola like this like, like the whole it's, thing it's, it's also not yeah. that you know what i'm saying and i yeah. feel like being latina is it's so many different things everybody experiences that differently and everybody yeah expresses themselves differently so i do feel that even having a little bit more of a spotlight on it can shed light on the fact that there is no one way yeah and i think that's always gonna exist right it's always gonna exist this like stereotypical classic right latina and, and that expectation but i feel like that's what i'm grateful for now is i'm seeing it in different ways different versions different yeah expressions and i'm like yeah lit. i love that me too i'm noticing that more and more and more like yeah. a diversity of latinas not only first of all we all look different yeah we all look like we all look white black all shades in between mm-hmm. like tall short like we all look so different and we, we were talking about this earlier you know that sometimes people will ask you hey like are you black and you're like i'm actually puerto rican yeah like people confused they're yeah. always so confused they're like what yeah which is like 
kind of rude you know it's not a bad thing but what it what is bad is the assumption it's just like you can't assume and i I get again it ties back into people wanting to put you in this box because it's easier for their brain i think to like oh this you know and yeah like as soon as they can make that connection they're like cool yeah and it doesn't happen to like you know white people for example you know I don't go up to a white guy at a bar and be like, so are you Irish? Like, so it's what like, kind of white are what you? What kind of white are you? Like, I just, Where are I don't, you really from? <laughs> yeah. Like, and there is different kinds of white people. Of course. From all over. Of but course. I've never once asked that. People feel like they have the right to be like, so what kind no, of like honestly, Hispanic are you? I think it's a safe thing. It's like, I think sometimes if, sometimes people I want to say maybe are genuinely intrigued and they want to know like, what your ethnicity is tied to or maybe like if you were raised here and born here like oh really like where's your family from like what are your ancestors i get that but it's really people's delivery is so it's not good y'all got better the delivery and that's how you know it's not that genuine interest is because of how they're delivering and because they're just literally like no 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 but like where are you from from and that's just like "Mm, okay i'm gonna throw this question away yeah because it's not them being genuinely interested they're just kind of like figuring out where to put you and i'm like exactly because they're trying to like put you in a category immediately it's just weird also the moment that they hear your accent lack of accent they'll like dismiss you or not and it's 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 just it's very fascinating serve i used to be a server and like i literally had that maybe a handful of times like wow you don't have an accent and i was like (gasps) dude i so i help one of my my friends in this production company and i was selling tickets for like a a music Mm -hmm. event and this guy came up to me and he was like starting to talk to me in Spanish. He was white. He was starting to talk to me in Spanish. And then Lord. I was like, uh, what? And like, but he was being really condescending. Oh, and then he looked God. at my friend that was helping me sell tickets. She's like, oh, I know she speaks Spanish. And I was like, what? I was like, what? I was like, and he was being hella rude about it. I was just like, I was like, first of all, I was like, I mean, I do, but like, like, like why? He was being like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? Actually, this reminds me. Pissed me, me of off. When, actually, when I served, also, it was sometimes I would barely be approaching the table, and they'd be like, "Hola," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my!" I used to like literally stop dead in my tracks because I was trying not to bust up laughing yeah. in their face. Like, hold on, yeah. I, and I would literally respond like, "Hi, hi, how are you? <laughs> how are you?" Yeah. welcome like are you good yeah my guy like it's so weird and i hate to say it i do take offense to that like that yeah gets well there's so like a so way upset. there's like it's always about the delivery and always your tone. tone and delivery you know like for example when i i'm from peru when i see tourists in peru wearing the ponchos and it comes from a place of like they're having fun they're enjoying mm-hmm. their culture that a festival with us yeah. like different but if you're like Cinco de Mayo mocking Ooh, things like you know for, for example for like uh, here in the US that happens like the tacos and the margaritas yeah like that's different like there's a way to like be involved in someone's culture Absolutely. in a way that's respectful know what you're celebrating also. yeah exactly you're know what you're celebrating and also like the, know about the history ask me about it happy to share also happy to talk in Spanish too but yeah. it can't come in a condescending I'm just super way. curious how did you react to what <laughs> To that situation, what did you do? To to the, the guy. The guy was talking to me in Spanish. <laughs> I my friend kind of saved me. She was like, she doesn't speak Spanish, like, and then oh, I just nice. I yeah, because I was just like, I'm not gonna tap into this. So I just talked kind of like what you did. I was just like, oh, like how are you? What do you need? Like I was just like very polite. Do you know I'm not that gonna... I've done that before. 
what i pretended like i didn't know how to speak spanish because it got me so angry that oh yeah i pretended I, all the time like, i've had someone like painfully try to speak spanish to me because they thought that's what and i was like mm, this is I, very weird i just pretended because i like i wanted to kill a stereotype kind of on the spot if that makes sense and also like what do you need to be like Hola, hola, hola. It's like me going up to like you and being like, hello, 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 hello. It's like, what? Obnoxious. (laughs) And like, just even hearing about your experience just like took me back. And I hate that there's there's like people that really do this and are so oblivious to it. And if they're not, yeah. That even makes me even more upset. Oh, girl, I have people tell me to go back to Mexico and I'm like, I'm not even from Mexico. I was like, wait, what? I was like, wait. Wait, I think I've had that happen. I'm like, but I'm not Mexican. But I'm literally from Peru. <laughs> like all you people. And, and like, I'm oh. also literally a citizen. <laughs> fuck off. Like, <laughs> I'm like, please. Uh, you know, we're U.S. territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. It's kind of awkward. I'm like, yeah. I'll let you have that one, I guess. But, you know, those people are just ignorant and stuff. But, I, you know, going back to the question, I do think that, like, the more we put ourselves in, like, different diverse spaces, the more that people are... And I hate that people have to, quote-unquote, get used to us. Yeah. But even, like, doing comedy now, like, obviously it's a, it's a predominantly, like, white space, but just being there and, like, doing comedy and I'm obviously trying to diversify my jokes as much as I can, like, seeing that, oh, a girl can talk about that and she's Latina and mm-hmm. it's normal. Yeah. You know, I feel like just being in that space normalizes, like you being there and it's just because i do think it takes a little bit of courage right i feel comfortable when i see another like uh poc person doing comedy before me i'm like okay cool like i feel like more comfortable whereas like for example when i was in texas i was like mm, not loving this and i feel like even in 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 comedy i feel like even more so because even as a dancer i feel like yeah you have latinas but there's also a thing of like you know there's like an overload of latinas in like more Miami area or like that side of town. So it's like out here you have a melting pot. You have a lot of different people. So it's like, you know, you, you are searching for like, whoa, where, where are we represented on this side? You know what I'm saying? And I feel like to, for you to step into like, you know, into comedy and to step in it with confidence. And it's a lot. It's a lot because I don't know how I would feel if, you it's know weird. what I'm saying? If I feel a little, not a little, very outnumbered. Yeah. And you're in different spaces. I know that you're like traveling also. Yeah. So I feel like to step into that and to try to bring new energy into that. And it's like, yeah, I do this, but this is also what I do. Yeah. I feel like that's going to help people have a different understanding. And I think at the very least, if that's what it's about, I'm like cool with that too. Yeah. I think it's exciting though. And I think that just getting into the creative space is mm-hmm. also like, you know, it's also as, you know, especially if you're an immigrant, you know, you're expected to be like doctor, lawyer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the classic. But sometimes like the American dream is very much perceived as like you come, you become a doctor. Like it's a very like cookie yeah. cutter thing. Yeah. So I think to see us being creative spaces, it's a little bit more brave because it's a little bit against what your family originally wanting you to do. I mean, the lines are, are definitely you know? getting blurred and I'm OK with that because yeah. it shows that. There's other places we fit into. You know what I'm Which saying? Which is everywhere. We fit in, every, we fit in everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, we're just as talented. We're just as bright. And, like, it's just so cool to see. And I think that it takes a level of bravery because you don't see yourself mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, how we're going to get there is just by continuing to put ourselves there. Break those barriers. Break those barriers, baby. Mm-hmm. 
what do I have next? Okay, so that's a really good conversation. I love to talk about that and like I don't really get to talk about the way a lot of people that are creatives that are Latinos. Although I did just interview a comedian that is Latino, which I was Ooh. like, fuck yeah, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take over. <laughs> I don't know why the Satan voice just came out. <laughs> but because in my podcast, I like to show that a bitch is dynamic and she does it all. You are very passionate about, I know, like mental health. Do you want to yes, talk a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, she goes, she's like rolling her eyes. Like, she's listen, like, yes. I'm just like, yes, here it comes. She's sitting Thank down. You, Jesus. She's like, I'm like, hold ready. On. Hold on. She sits up. She sits up. Because, man. And I you think you do a little I, bit of work in that, right? Yeah. So it's actually my academic focus. That's what I studied and I will continue to study in the future. I do plan to go back to grad school. Yeah. That's beside the point. The point here is, and I will scream it at the top of my lungs always, I'm always proud to say that I volunteered at the suicide hotline. Yeah. Um, I was there for some time, and I feel like it was one of the most enriching experiences of my life um, because it was hard, man. It was hard to do it, but it was also so eye-opening, and I think it's it helped unlock a diff- different level of empathy Um over the phone with people like being able to connect and understand that there's a human out in like on the other side of a phone number that you, I yeah. don't know I feel like people think oh hotlines are like, like you know no automated systems me. or some weird stuff yeah I think it's so important to do that because man so many people out, out there are just really in we see it right we see an overload of like so quote-unquote support yeah. for mental health we see all these beautiful like little animations on instagram like yeah stay strong and like so you see all, a lot of that right right but i like to say that this is it's very surface level and people don't like to talk about the nasty stuff the stuff yeah. that it really is you know what i'm yeah. saying like and this is not to discredit anyone that experiences any form of anxiety but people have to understand anxiety does not only come in the form of like general anxiety anxiety can get really sticky it can get debilitating and so when people like throw it around loosely i understand it's almost like natural to say oh my god i feel so anxious um right but like just the insensitiveness that still exists is mind-blowing because you see the support you see the so-called like awareness people are trying to like bring but you're like we're not really talking about this stuff still like so where do you where does it get you know what i'm saying yeah it's quite sad but i will always rave about being able to just talk just talking because talking in during some of my conversations during that time frame, not all the time, and I have to clarify that, not all the time, but sometimes and a lot of the times helped. And it makes you realize that even though people have people around them, even though people have people they love, yeah, sometimes they can't talk to them and so they were talking to a stranger aka me yeah um and sometimes i think about it, i'm like damn who did i talk to i always wonder like i wonder what do they look like, like yeah like i would they? i remember hearing like background noises like they'd be walking and in my head like sometimes i'll see i'll drive and i'll see people walking and i'm like damn like was that so you know it's just random yeah. it's random what i think about well it's cool to hear the other side because like you know, like, if you are in a dark place, like, I feel like calling a hotline is, like, something's, like, it feels, like, so, like, 
far it's out. It's very disconnected. It you know, seems yeah. very, I mean, it's also far-fetched and it also takes a level of bravery to do that because... Or it's kind of like a, like a, I'll try it. Like, I'll try anything yeah. kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I can imagine it would feel like a little bit defeating for a person to call. Yeah. But it is nice to hear from the other side, like, there is a real person out there like you. Like, you're so caring. Yeah. Obviously, and like someone that's studied in this and you know how to talk to someone about it. So... Sometimes it might even be a, a better call than to call like a family member or a friend because yeah. you're not, you may not be well studied. Like you can be a family, I can be a friend, but maybe I don't know the exact things to say to someone that's going through that. And maybe. I love that you say that because, yeah, man, and I hate to put it like this, but I'm just going to keep it real. Um, sometimes, sometimes our family members or people we love the most don't understand the level of power that their words have yeah. and i think when it comes to things they're unfamiliar with it can go south so quick yep. and they can do things that intensify the person's emotions versus like calm them down and i've seen that so many times i've experienced yeah. it i've literally lived through a moment where i'm like communicating my emotions to a family member and, and all they're doing worse. like and it's almost like they know the exact things to say to really get you going so it almost like not only did i already have this issue now i have more of an issue because of what you said yeah and and i i remember hearing those things from these people like it was just like and that's what got them calling and i'm like dang like well thank god you called right and i I could hear sometimes it was a hard thing to do because it's like somewhere embarrassed somewhere like how does this work you know like are you gonna be able to track me down yeah stuff like that but it is tough, too, because sometimes, like, things you say... And this is why people have to remember, like, we're all human, right? We're mm-hmm. all going to be... We're all fucked up. And, like, so maybe, like, you're telling me something that you're experiencing that's really dark, that's triggering something else's dark in me, and you don't even know that like where you're telling have, me... It's like, yeah. we're all... It's like a back and forth of, like, triggers for everybody, and we don't even know exactly. that it may be a trigger. So, like, sometimes talking to someone that's not... This is why I love therapy, mm-hmm. and why Same, I love, like... Girl. It's just I'm like, because I wish you don't know me, free. I don't know you, and like you're actually like an outsider telling me like Absolutely. the best thing to do. I say yes, like just yes. The only thing I do wish is that the system wasn't so broken and that we had more access to therapy, yeah. and it didn't take you being suicidal to see someone right. like ASAP, or unless you're gonna pay out of pocket, which is also like really effed up if you ask me. Yeah, um, access is just so exclusive. It seems like to a therapist, unless you're gonna pay out of pocket, right? Right. Um, but touching back to what you were just saying, the triggers. I feel like even if you have a moment of wanting to talk to a person right and it, it's not going right and you can at least catch it yeah it, you know what i'm saying like i understand we're not all perfect right right but I, at least if you can acknowledge that you're not the proper person to deal with this situation you can also say that you yeah. can say i'm so sorry i don't know i don't know what you don't say i don't know girl yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. you don't have to have the answer to, and you don't have to have a band-aid either like yeah you can just say i have no clue what that feels like i'm so sorry you're going through this and like that's let's it, that's really like advice. let's redirect let's let's figure out how we can do this together i don't know how to be that's there really but good advice if i can just sit there and listen like hey like what's up like what are you feeling like what has you thinking this way what triggered it yeah things like that you don't have to show the light at the end of the tunnel sometimes they don't see that yet and they don't have to so all you could do is sometimes just like sit with them with their just be there nastiness if you're down you know what i'm saying like or but you're right though about just 
saying that you don't know the answer yeah. sometimes like we want to be Jesus Lord and Savior and like give you the answer I'll be honest sometimes you're in fucked up situations like sometimes the situation is so messed up that you're, you're like, just like I don't know yeah but it's good to say that I and also that's also validating subconsciously to that person because you're like you don't know you're yeah. asking me girl that's so fucked up that I also don't know yeah because that's also no, in a weird way validating something that I'm working on too is just like if I don't really know me being like I actually do not know yeah. but like I'll sit with you I mean none of us want to yeah. see like people we love our friends our family like go through shit or yeah. go through things that, are, that we even feel are very painful but sometimes we don't have to relate. And I just think people have to get that. If we could just understand we don't have to relate all the time to like. That's help, a really that's cool. good fucking point. Yeah. And actually something that I just learned. And I guess it has is because of my ADHD. But when I started doing interviews and podcasting, like people would tell me a story. And then I'll be like, oh, actually, that relates mm-hmm. to my <laughs> oh shit. And here's my story. Yeah. And subconsciously with people that have ADHD is actually how we tell you that by the way i never listen but i listen to you mm. but you're actually like taking away from a person's experience so sometimes like if a friend is like oh my god my boyfriend just broke up with me i'm so depressed you're like well my boyfriend dumped yeah. me too you're like it's not about you bitch yeah, like and sometimes yeah. you can you can let's let's say you can relate you can sometimes self-disclose just to show that it's like I've felt similar things. I'm sure maybe I don't feel exactly what you're feeling, but damn, the closest thing that I can get is so-and-so time to bring relevance, right? But don't make it about you. Exactly. (laughs) And so there is such thing as like that being proper if it has relevance. Yeah. But not all the time does it require that. And when someone's really like not doing well, sometimes they don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? Or they don't have the energy to hear that. Yeah. And like, that's why I'm just here to be like, please, like... At the very least, know you don't have to come with a mandate and just know that you don't always have to relate to be able to be there for somebody. I love that. That's really good advice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. I love that. Yeah. Ah, so good. Look at us go. She's so dynamic. She's a dancer. She does it all. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, Since we're on mental health, what mental health advice would you give to a dancer? Because there's a lot of issues there. Oh my if you God. could give that to like a young dancer i'm so glad you worded it like that because if there's anything that needs to be the strongest freaking part of your body is your mental health when you're a dancer because jesus christ your brain is like deep fried it's put through the meat grinder <laughs> it is just like Honestly, if that's not something you've developed from a really young age and, and in a healthy way at that, because then yeah. you got like the 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 dance moms and the crazy, you know what I'm saying? So when, yeah. I, when I say that, it's it's it really goes back. If you can train yourself to get to an understanding of like, this is something I want to do. I really enjoy it, but also be able to turn it off and understand that there's real life that exists outside of that. Yeah. The only thing that I can say is find balance. Don't overconsume, and don't sink into perfectionism. You know what I'm saying? And that's a lot easier said than done. And I don't think there's one thing that I can say to someone that's younger because it's such a complex question. Yeah. But if there's, I like doing that, like checking back in with myself, which is what I still do during class. Remember I said earlier, how I check back in with myself in regards to focusing. Yes. I would do the same with this. 
I would check in with myself and like pick up on little behaviors. Sometimes people change their behaviors and that aren't, you know, start doing things that aren't good for them just to get to a certain spot in their career. Check in with yourself at all times. What am I doing? What is this is changing this in me or like this is not feeling good or like I'm training five days a week and now I feel like I don't have a life yeah. and I still have to go to school. Or just like, check am I happy? Back in. Like, yeah. yeah, check back in with yourself and find the balance, whatever that means for you, because like it can get freaking nuts. Yeah. And I love that you tied it back into dance because it is so challenging. You need yeah. to have mental strength to like make it through because people be wild okay <laughs> yeah no that makes sense oh my god no it's it's definitely like a wild field because mm-hmm. it's so competitive so that can really get to you and yeah you know. that too like have there is no such thing as like healthy competition i feel like but i'm gonna say yeah. it anyway because yeah i feel like having it is not a bad thing just check yourself man like just check yourself <laughs> don't be nasty to somebody else just because you want to like yeah do what you want to do another cliche but i will always we love say a cliche. this we love no it. one is gonna take something that's yours so calm down yes, I, I say this yes, yes to people yes. around me and i say this to my friends that are in the industry as well if it's yours it's gonna happen right like my mama always says that she's like she's still gonna have to love absolutely Every and like it's there's no rush there's no reason to get angry. Doesn't matter how bad you wanted that job. Yeah. If it wasn't yours, just understand the timing. It just wasn't yours right now. Like, don't trip. Yeah. Like, relax. Yeah. Um. And I feel like for me, that's helped me understand and have more patience with myself and yeah. keep it pushing. So the days where I'm not booked on something and, you know, I'm chilling. I'm still training and I'm focusing what I have to focus on. Yeah. And I'm not wasting time in in the sauce of like, why not me? You know what exactly. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And the last question I have for you, which I do end every single podcast with this question mm-hmm. is if you could go back in time and give a little Stephanie one piece of advice, what would it be and why? Huh. This will be collect knowledge from everybody. Wow, this is hard. I know. Only one. Just one. one. You have to get a time machine. You can give yourself one piece of advice to young, young Steph. Just stay on course. It does get better. Yeah. You know, and that, and I only say that because I like detoured a ton, a ton all throughout life and just stay the course. I think if I would have stayed the course a little bit more, there would have been a different outcome, but I'm not mad at it at all. Yeah. Well, also, you know what? It kind of comes down to what you said earlier, being confident in your yeah, path. Absolutely. And like believing in yourself. And hey, listen, if, if I learned it at 20 something, okay, I'm okay. I She's learned at 20 it. something. I, at 20 something <laughs> does not disclose age. <laughs> she said, I'm young. I uh, <laughs> just kidding. No, we are young. 20 something, okay. 20 that something. could be 21 or that could be 28. <laughs> you will never know. <laughs> never. Never. Forever just young. Kidding, We're Latina. We don't I age. I am very proud. That's what I tell people. Y'all we can keep guessing. Lati- <laughs> no, literally, Latinas we don't age like we're literally like we're literally barely maybe gonna enter a prime like in the next five years like we never age we're like literally 25 for years and then we're 100 like Like, that's just how it is 25 27 dot 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 (laughs) (laughs) i love it (laughs) oh it's terrible Uh, no i'm proud proud this is great (laughs) it was so good i feel like i like chatted your head off i love it you were really well spoken and you're really fun. You're really nice, like, adorable. 
I know. I was going to say, you're so Five, spicy. Six, Just kidding. Seven, eight. Don't you dare say spicy. <laughs> I know you dare say spicy. She's so spicy. And exotic. <laughs> and exotic. Just a little bit exotic. <laughs> oh, I'm going to kill somebody. Just kidding. <laughs> no, just kidding. Just kidding. No, but thank you so much. You were super inspiring. I love to hear everything from your dance background to the mental health stuff. Like, you are fantastic. Thanks. Your energy is amazing. Uh, give tell everybody where to follow you. Yes, you know what it be. I have not changed my Instagram name, so you can always follow me at golden underscore Steph with a double H. You can catch her amazing videos of her dancing, come her watch tour. Her dance. Yeah, come watch her dance. You're still going on tour. You're gonna be in Peru and Mexico this We're weekend. We're gonna do so. We have a few shows coming up, and you know, hopefully, more stuff to come. Where is your show in Peru? I should tell my friends to go there. Peru, I want to say Lima. Probably Lima. Yeah, yeah, it has to be Lima. So definitely going to be. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank yeah. you so much. You're thank the you best. Guys. You're so sweet. Thank you for making time. You're a very I'm so sad girl. I have to like clock out. It's like I love this little like voice thing. You it love the mic. Like- she found a new passion. Catch her new like, podcast. I just need to like hold a mic and like walk through my house with this like hello. Yeah, and then you can tell Dom hello, Dom. <laughs> Hi, Dom. <laughs> oh yeah! Shout out to Dom. Shout out to Dom. Shout out to Dom the hubby. Shout out to Dom. Hi. <laughs> okay, I'm doing this time for real. Blocking yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, guys. <laughs> As always. Do what empowers you. Do what makes you happy. And farewell. Bye. Bye.